Very nice to be with you again, and uh, glad to stand in for uh, Pastor Olivetti. Uh, he'll be back, so don't worry, he will be back. Uh, the uh, text uh, for this morning is Psalm 100, uh, a very familiar text. I have the uh, New American Standard uh, version. Some of you may have another version, but uh, it'll, it'll still be uh, very similar. So you follow along or uh, listen as uh, we read uh, Psalm 100. Uh, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this, your word. And uh, we pray that as we have a short time uh, to look into it, uh, that you will be pleased to uh, bring it home uh, to our hearts and that we might understand better that uh, we have the, the great privilege of assembling together as your people uh, to gather to worship Jesus Christ, the great uh, creator and redeemer. And Father, we thank you that uh, this is your purpose for us as we uh, are indeed your people. So bless us with this understanding as uh, we uh, come to this text uh, this morning, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, part of the background for uh, Psalm 100 uh, comes to us way back in the book of Exodus. Uh, The book of Exodus uh, essentially has three parts. Uh, The first 18 chapters of the book of Exodus uh, speak about God uh, saving his people, redeeming his people from bondage in Egypt. And uh, uh, chapters 19 through 25 uh, uh, have the scene of Mount Sinai where God forms uh, the people into a covenant community. There he gives... uh, Uh, Israel, the Ten Commandments, and uh, uh, there uh, Israel pledges uh, all that the Lord has said to us, we will do, and uh, we will follow him. Uh, I I smile because some have said that the uh, covenant of church uh, membership in the Reformed Presbyterian Church is too expansive, there's too much there. Just think about uh, what the people pledge themselves to Uh, in the Old Testament, all that the Lord has said we will do and we will be obedient. And then uh, chapters uh, 25 and following in uh, the book of Exodus, uh, zero in on worship, uh, where God uh, commands the people to construct the tabernacle and gives them instruction in their worship. And he forms them into a worshiping community. And so the theme of Exodus is is this, uh, 
that uh, God redeems his people to form them into a covenant, a covenant community and a worshiping community. And of course, that applies to you and me. And further, the background, uh, going a little bit earlier, uh, part of the background of Psalm 100 is Genesis, where uh, God reveals himself as the creator. And uh, so we have already in the first books of uh, the Bible uh, this uh, point that uh, you and I are to worship uh, our creator and redeemer. And uh, you see that as the title to the sermon. Well, uh, Psalm 100 has the exact same theme, the exact same idea. And uh, we can connect with this, you can connect with this, uh, the idea that Jesus is Lord and you and I are to gather together in public worship to uh, worship Jesus Christ, the Lord, as our Creator and Redeemer. This is what the psalm is teaching us, and this is what uh, the psalm is exhorting uh, you to do and uh, me to do. Well, uh, let's jump into the psalm then. Uh, First of all, uh, I I want to just review a little bit of the language in the psalm. Uh, Everybody's fond of word studies, right? Uh, So... Uh, Getting uh, some of the definitions of the terms uh, in the psalm is helpful. Uh, Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Well, what it really means is all the people on the face of the earth. This is significant. All the people on the face of the earth are to shout joyfully to the Lord. So this is a call, isn't it, to all individuals on the face of the earth to worship the great God of heaven. Well, this tells us we have some work to do, does it not? Uh, Some work to do in propagating the gospel and uh, in proclaiming uh, the truth of God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, The little word serve here uh, actually has uh, the accent on in the Old Testament of serving the Lord in worship in the temple. It's a liturgical term. Serve the Lord in worship in the temple. This is, this is what the Old Testament people of God uh, would hear. And you and I should hear uh, this. Serve the Lord in worship publicly in the New Testament temple. We are the temple of the living God. This is what Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. We are the temple of the living God. So this is, there's a direct application uh, of the words of the psalm to you and me here. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. And uh, the idea of coming before the Lord again is uh, coming before the Lord in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, You see, uh, you'll remember this, uh, I trust, that uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the special meeting place of God was uh, the Old Testament temple. And uh, when the temple was dedicated by Solomon, the glory of the Lord filled the temple uh, so that uh, the priests in the temple could hardly uh, 
maintain a presence there. The glory of the Lord was so consuming in uh, that Old Testament temple. Uh, It's the special presence of God. Yes, God is everywhere. Uh, God is in heaven. Uh, God is in hell. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I descend into Sheol, or as the King James Version puts it, if I descend into hell, you are there. Uh, The difference is that God manifests himself differently on different occasions and in different places. God is present in wrath in hell. Uh, You don't want to go there. (laughs) You don't want to be present there. God is present in love and the fullness of grace in heaven. And the church gathered in the New Testament is the temple of God and we are the temple of God and we are the special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so, come before him, people. See, this is the idea. Come before him uh, with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. Know that the Lord is God. Now, now this is very striking uh, because the confession of the Old Testament people uh, was this. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. There are many lords and there are many gods. But Yahweh, Jehovah, if you will, the Lord, the Old Testament people confess, the Lord, he is the true God. And this is the exact confession you and I should make. And uh, as we go to the New Testament, uh, we recall readily uh, that you should recall readily that the Apostle Paul says that if you confess Jesus, what? As Lord. That if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Jesus Christ is God. He is the Lord. He is God incarnate. And you and I are to confess him as God. Uh, Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and and not we ourselves. See, there it is. He is our creator. Praise God that this is the case. And as a result, we are his people. We belong to him. You and I belong to the great God of heaven by right of creation. He put you in this world And you belong to him by right of creation. And uh, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And uh, here uh, there's a little turn uh, that uh, you belong to him not only by right of creation, but also by right of redemption. You are his sheep. He laid down his life for his sheep. And you and I need to remember this. And so uh, you and I are uh, his. We belong to him by right of creation and by right of uh, redemption. And again, uh, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving. The gates 
that are mentioned here are the gates of the temple. <laughs> See, this, this is the Old uh, Testament picture. The gates are the gates of the temple. So the people would come into the temple precincts to meet with their God. And similarly, in the New Testament, you and I are to meet with our God, to enter the gates, as it were, of the New Testament temple, to commune with our God. And this is uh, one of the great reasons for public worship, is to meet with God himself. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The courts here are the courts of the temple. And uh, strikingly enough, it is in the New Testament then that as we assemble uh, as God's people, we meet in the courts of the New Testament temple of God. And we meet in the special, gracious presence of the God of heaven. And uh, enter his courts with thanksgiving and his, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Uh, uh, bless his name. Uh, uh, th- this is another uh, striking uh, idea. You and I usually think of uh, God blessing us. How do you bless God? How is it that you uh, bless God? Well, the idea of blessing is really to speak well of someone. And when God speaks well of you and me, what he says about you and me actually comes to pass. And uh, this is a wonderful thing. And you and I uh, are to speak well of God. Now, we we don't have that kind of power, obviously, uh, to uh, cause what we say to come to pass. But because God is so good to us, because God is so good to you, you can speak well of him. You can eulogize him. You can speak good things about him. And this is what it means to bless uh, the Lord our God. Uh, Give uh, thanks to him. Bless his name. And, of course, the name of God uh, relates to his character, who he is and what he has done. For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. Uh, The little word loving kindness here is uh, the Hebrew word chesed, uh, which means covenant love, covenant love. And uh, God's loving kindness is a love which embraces always, embraces his people. And it begins with God redeeming his people in covenant. And this is the whole idea of covenant, that God brings the people, his people, people like you and uh, people like me, into covenant relationship with him. Uh, We become one family uh, together. Uh, Years ago when we uh, worshipped in a uh, local congregation, the pastor uh, would always speak about how good it was to be uh, in the family of God. 
And that, that uh, saying used to grate on me a little bit. I didn't like that. Uh, uh, but I had to grow up some and understand that uh, we actually are a family, that God is our Father, and we are adopted into a new family. We are adopted children of God, and uh, we experience God's covenant love in this family. And so the theme of redemption uh, comes to the fore uh, in the text at this place once again. Well, uh, that's just a quick uh, run-through of the psalm. Uh, Let me remind you now uh, that uh, uh, we're talking about a psalm here. Uh, And uh, the psalms are poetry. Hello? (laughs) The psalms are poetry. Uh, This is not a story. Uh, This is not a story that uh, has characters and a plot and uh, unfolds uh, has an unfolding of a plot, resolution at the end, uh, like stories that you read and, and uh, pictures uh, that you see on television and uh, in the movies. Uh, this is quite different. And uh, uh, this is not uh, one of Paul's letters. Uh, this is not uh, 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 like the Ro- uh, letter to the Romans or the letter to the Ephesians or the letter to the Philippians or uh, one of these letters. And uh, so when you look at it, uh, as we've run through it, uh, as I just did, uh, as you look at it, you, you may have the tendency to look at it uh, like one of, you look at like, like one of Paul's letters. Or you might have a tendency to look at it uh, like uh, one of the stories uh, in uh, the New Testament. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not a story and it's not an epistle. It's poetry. And uh, poetry has uh, uh, something uh, quite unique uh, about it. Uh, The poetry in the Old Testament uh, uh, has parallel thoughts uh, in it. It doesn't have rhyme and meter uh, like uh, Western poetry does, uh, but it operates uh, with the idea of parallel thoughts. Let me point out a couple of parallels uh, to you. Uh, in the psalm. Uh, Look at verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Same idea in both of these lines. And when you start to read the poetry like this and you pick up on this, uh, the poetry begins to make a lot more sense uh, when you do this. Uh, The second two lines in in, uh, verse 3. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You see, a similar thought in each of these lines. And uh, when we read the poetry, it's helpful to start picking up on uh, this idea of these parallelisms uh, in the poetry. Uh, uh, Look at verse 4. Uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. See, there's a couplet there. And uh, you should recognize uh, these couplets as they come along in the Hebrew poetry. It's helpful when you do this and uh, when you read the Psalms. Everybody loves the Psalms. And uh, unfortunately, not all of us have learned to actually read the Psalms in uh, this way, uh, but it's helpful if, if you do that. 
And so uh, the Psalms are uh, built on this idea of parallelisms. Now, uh, in Psalm 100, uh, it's very easy, uh, if you think about it, uh, to pick up further parallelisms. And uh, I want you to see a greater structure in uh, Psalm 100. Uh, a, a, a bigger uh, idea of parallelisms. Uh, for example, look at verses 1 and 2. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Okay. Uh, verses 1 and 2 zero in on coming before the Lord and joyfully singing uh, to him uh, as an assembly of God's people. I, I love the way you were singing this morning. And uh, part of this is due to our uh, presenter. Thank you, presenter, uh, for uh, shouting out and leading the congregation uh, to uh, come before the Lord in this fashion. Now look at verse 4. Verse 4 has a similar thought. See, there's a parallelism here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. What's the central idea of verse 4? Coming as a body of people before the Lord and giving him worship. And so, verses 1 and 2 are parallel to verse 4 in the psalm. They both speak about the idea of worshiping the Lord with joy and thankfulness as a body of people. Now, there's a similar parallel uh, when we uh, look at verses uh, 3 and 5. What's the parallel here? Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are to worship the Lord. And verse 3 tells us what? Why? Why we should worship the Lord? Why should you worship the Lord? Uh, we should, we should know that he is our God and that he made us and that we are the sheep of his pasture. He is our creator. You are to worship the Lord because he is your creator. This is the burden of verse 3. And then uh, look at verse 5. Uh, there's a similar uh, thrust, a similar idea. For the Lord is good his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. Why should you worship the Lord? For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. His covenant love is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. God will always be faithful. And his uh, redemption will always be sure. Why should you worship the Lord? Because he's the good God who redeems you. So what is the psalm saying to you? It's a very simple message, actually. Worship the Lord because he is your creator and he is your redeemer. That's the very simple message of Psalm 100. And you get that by looking at the fact that there are these parallels in the psalm. 
It's actually very simple when you think about it. Now, I need to add one thing that's important here. And that is zeroing in again on the word Lord. Verse 1. Shout joyfully to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Verse 3. Know that the Lord himself is God. And verse 5. For the Lord is good. Uh, uh, You see the emphasis there? And then in the other verses, come before who? Him, the Lord. Verse 2. Verse 3. It is He who has made us. The Lord has made us. We are His people. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him Uh, The psalmist is saying, for the Lord is good. And the emphasis that needs to be made uh, for our purposes in the New Testament church is that Jesus Christ is Lord. That if you confess with your mouth, Paul's words again, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so the psalm is calling you and me to assemble as God's people to worship Jesus Christ the Lord because he is your creator and your redeemer. Praise God that this is the case. This is is the reason for your being, friends. This is the reason you come together week by week on the Lord's Day, morning and evening, to worship Jesus Christ your Lord because He is your Creator and your Redeemer. Yes, I know. Uh, You and I uh, have difficulties. You and I have problems. You and I have challenges uh, of all sorts. Uh, Been there, done that, uh, we might say. And who is it in the final analysis that is the answer to every dilemma and every problem? In the final analysis, it is Jesus Christ the Lord. And because this is the case, looking to Him week by week and learning more and more about the fact that He is your Creator and learning more and more about the redemption that He has brought about in Jesus Christ, you and I have reason to gather together to worship Jesus Christ the Lord because He is our Creator and Redeemer. This is Psalm 100 for you and for me on this Lord's day, on this morning. Worship Jesus Christ the Lord because he is your creator and redeemer. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you 
that we uh, are able to uh, come into your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we bless you uh, that this is indeed the case. And as this is the case, Father, we pray uh, again that you will meet uh, each one of us uh, in our deepest needs, in our hearts, uh, to draw us closely to yourself and uh, to reveal yourself to us. Bless us uh, to this end, we ask, and cause us in this day uh, to contemplate uh, more and more the message of Psalm 100, uh, to uh, worship you corporately, to worship Jesus Christ corporately, and uh, to understand that he is, this Jesus is our creator and redeemer. Bless us to this end, we pray in his good name. Amen. Uh, Let's turn now to uh, Psalm Selection uh, 100b. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve uh, earth's people far and near. With gladness come and serve the Lord and bring him songs of cheer. You notice that uh, this selection uh, has four stanzas. See, the four pieces of the psalm uh, that we just spoke about. Quite nice, isn't it? Let's stand and sing. (laughs) 